Hello, it's Mike McDavid, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church. Here on um, March the 20th. And we're going to turn, if you would, to Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1. Read the first couple verses and have a word of prayer. Titus chapter 1. Verse 1 says, And Paul, servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth which is for after godliness, in the hope of eternal life which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day you've given us, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you will do what I cannot do, Lord, and show each of us what you have for us in your word today. And I thank you for all the blessings you bestowed upon us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What I wanted to speak on today is God called, God called, and um, right here, God called on a plan, <clears throat> God called on a plan that he made before the world ever began to save humanity from itself and from its sins. Now, I know I've been stuck on this verse and I've used it quite often lately, but I'm still chewing on it, and what a beautiful verse that God understood that men were going to sin, Adam and Eve were going to sin, and throw humanity under the bus, and it would uh, turn into horrible things later on, and sin, and he loved us enough to let it be created anyway, and the, there was a plan to save us, and of course we know that being the gospel. God called on a plan before the world began. A preemptive strike, if you would. He knew what had to be done. I had somebody tell me a couple of years ago when situation when uh, we were talking about some uh, world situation that happened that God must have been surprised. And I said, nothing just ever occurred to God. He knew what was coming. And here before the world ever began, he knew what was coming. He sure did. And he had a plan for you and I to be saved if we would just accept his gift of salvation. To be saved from our sins and the acceptance of the payment of his son through his blood. What a plan. He called on his plan. Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light and the darkness, and God, and the God called the light day, and the, and the darkness he called night. The evening and the morning were the first day. And let's skip down here to verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image. Who's us? Our. Well, that would be God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? In our image, after our likeness. And after, or, and, excuse me, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the, all the earth, and over the creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God, he created this thing anyway, even though apparently in Titus, he already knew, stating that this thing was 
this uh, salvation of his his creation was planned before the world began. He went to his own word and created those things out of nothing. We have scientists today talking about you know evolution and <clears throat> talking about um, billion trillions of years and billions of years and they need time to explain there's no God and <clears throat> that's baloney. That's baloney. God made a full-grown earth, a full-grown um, universe, full-grown man, full-grown elephant. You go down the line. And he made it in six days. He could have made it in one word. Yes, he could have. Yes, he could have. He could have made it just in one breath. But for some reason, he chose six days. Don't know why. But he did. He's a God of numbers. If you look in the Bible, there's a lot of things in numbers. But he created his creation out of, out of just the words of his mouth. Everything you and I ever seen or experienced in our life comes from the creation that God made. See, men created this and that and the other thing. No, no, they created things out of what God had already made. God created everything out of nothing. In fact, time is even made for us. Well, God lives outside of time. So God caught on his own word and made the creation. He called into existence the creation. So God called on a plan. He called into existence the creation. Genesis 3, verse, starting at verse 8. It says in they heard a voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I, he said that I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? And he goes on, of course, then Adam blames Eve, and Eve blames the serpent, of course. God called on Adam and Eve. He called on them in their sin. You know, God already knew that they had sinned. But I think he wanted to confront them in it. That's how he works, isn't it? He confronts us in our sin. When you heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you come to know him as your Lord and Savior. He confronted you in your sin. And in the acknowledgement of that, if you come to know him, you asked him to forgive you of your sins. And you repented, right? God confronts you in your sin. He confronted Adam and Eve in their sin. He called them in the middle of it all. He called them out of it, really. Oh, they had to pay for it in a way that one day they were going to die physically. Immediately, they were dead spiritually. And every one of their descendants is after that. And of course, all this, it just mastitized. It, it just got worse and worse. We turn back just a couple chapters after Adam and Eve had sinned. God called them in the middle of their sin in Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 
6, verses 8, starting here, verse 8, Genesis 6 and verse 8. It says, And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and these are the generations of Noah. Noah was, in the, was a just man, a perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt for the flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, and the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with uh, the earth. And make thee an ark of gopher wood. And it goes on to describe how to build it. God called on judgment. He was going to flood the earth. He ends up destroying humanity. With the exception of Noah and his family. And the few animals that went with them to the other side of the flood. Now remember Titus. God already had all this in his plan. He didn't say, oh my goodness, look, all these people turned against me. That wasn't something that just occurred to him. He knew that was going to happen. But part being part of his plan, he said, why would a loving God, you'll hear that, right? Do this or that or the other. He, he, he's a loving God because he gives us chances after chance after chance. <clears throat> but he knew that if he didn't destroy all those that were evil at that time since it had taken up the whole world, that his plan to preserve humanity and uh, have the outcome of the gospel happen to be able to do that would not take place. So God's plan went through. And uh, Noah and his family were used for God's purpose and his pleasure to preserve people in this earth. Genesis chapter 12. We're sticking right around Genesis, aren't we, today? Well, we're not going to completely, but so far, Genesis chapter 12. And looking at the first three verses, and it says, And now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and to the land which I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. Now shall be blessing, a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. God calls out a man, and through that, a nation to do what to carry out this plan that he had made. Of course, the ultimate of it is in the gospel, but through the process. He had to destroy the world and to protect it. And then when you get down to this point, keep in mind that, remember Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, his sons? Shem was still alive at the time of Abram. And in that amount of time, the world turned his, way, his head against the Lord. Turned away from the Lord. The Lord, all these people did. And God saw one man in his family that was willing to serve him and called them out and blessed their descendants. That's the, that's the Jew. 
Because of them, we have the Bible, the knowledge of God. What his job was, was to keep God's name in front of the world, the smallest of nations, to keep God's name in front of the world. Isn't that remarkable? God has a plan. In the world, it doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem like that. that's odds are against them. Well, you're right about that. If you're looking at odds, but you and God are always a majority and God is always on the right side. And he's always on the winning side. And I'm going to tell you something. God's will will be done. Yes, it will. And God called out a man. And because of that, we have this wonderful word of God that continues to keep God's name in front of the world. And, and then today, who do we have to keep God's name in front of the world? Of course, the church. 2,000 years ago. Church began, and, and I'm going to tell you something. It's still holding God's name in front of the world. That's a miracle. And God commands something. He called them out to do something. Matthew chapter 28, starting at verse 18. And, it came, and, it, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And ye, go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. God called the church out to keep his name in front of the world and the plan that he made in Titus, the gospel plan to save it from itself. You get in Acts 17, he calls on men to repent everywhere, everywhere to repent. I'm telling you, God calls, God calls. You bet your life. You, my friends, if you are saved, God has called you to a purpose. Everybody thinks that, yeah, God calls me. One person told me to. Just to enjoy his blessings. That's what God called us to do. No, no. No, no. God called us for his purpose and his pleasure. And one of the biggest things, of course, is to tell the world about him. To preach the gospel. Because one day he's coming. And that leads us to our last point. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, Concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend in heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel. And the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to be together to be with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. One day Jesus is going to call his church out. And he's not going to deal with the world completely until that happens. His own wrath he will not put on his own. One day soon, I believe, Jesus is coming. 
God will call us out of this earth. He, he called out this plan. He has worked it through all these things that he called out. He called out his creation and created everything. He called out Adam and Eve and their sin. He called on judgment in the days of Noah. He called out Abram's family to preserve his, war, his, his name in front of the world. You know, he called out um, his church so that it would preserve and present the gospel to the world itself. And then one day he's going to call us out of here. One day soon, I believe, my friend. One day soon. Now that was a lot of territory covered in a quick amount of time, wasn't it? <laughs> God's call. But of course, the most important thing is, if you're not saved out there, my friends, the Bible says, if you confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, for with your tongue, that's where you confess. And with the, the heart, you believe, right? That's right. So whosoever believeth in the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. You ask him into your heart and life as your Lord and Savior and ask him to forgive your sins and believing he is God and accepting his payment of his own blood so that he comes into your heart and life and washes those sins away and you become a new creation. Old things pass away. All things behold, they was become new. You accept him as your Lord and Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then you will be adopted into his family and made into a new creation. Old things pass away. All things new. <clears throat> my friend he calls you out of this world he's calling you to come out of this world and into his family what a beautiful thing right well I hope that you all had a good Sunday I didn't really get this on air until uh, of course this afternoon on a Sunday usually I do it on a Saturday I hope that you had a good Sunday morning those of you who didn't make it to church, I hope pray that you will be there tonight. And I pray that you will just um, look for some lost soul, some poor lost soul that needs saved this week, would you? Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, just thank you for the stay you've given us. And we thank you for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us. And I pray, Father, that you will help us to look for opportunities to tell people about you and hear your salvation, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, go look for someone to tell, my friend. And you have a great week. And God bless you.